Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to The Reluctant Agilist. Tonight, I've got Mike Anderson here. Mike, thank you for taking time out of your evening. Uh, it's my pleasure. Um, and we're going to talk about something that I think is a little, maybe a little bit controversial. We're going to talk about Agile Project Managers, which um, I'm, I'm going to let you go first. So can you give kind of the, a little bit about your background and then how you came upon this topic? Because you just gave a presentation on it in New York last week. Right now, I work at Scholastic. I'm head of Agility and one of our lead Agile coaches. Um, and scrum masters and project managers, you know, it's a, it's a sticky conversation for us at, um, any organization we work at because bringing in scrum masters is always, uh, you know, do you have your certification? That was always the question that, uh, (laughs) that I heard people ask, right? And we all know the certification takes two days to get. And my, my 10 year old son was able to get it. Um, if I put him in front of a computer, he he would probably be able to pass that test. And me personally, I believe that to be a scrum master, that's, that was, that's only one part, you know, to understand um, the agile mindset, to truly understand um, the evolution of project management and where it is today. You know, w- one, of, one of my thoughts is that maybe we don't need the actual role of scrum master and maybe it needs to evolve. Okay. And, and that's what Agile is about, right? Evolution. I mean, we, yeah. we've evolved from, you know, what, was tradi- what they call traditional project management into what we have today. And, you know, it's different. Everything's different. The way you develop is different. The needs of the customer is different. Um, the speed in which we need it is different. So why wouldn't our methodology be different and, and transform into, okay. into what it is yeah. So with respect to that two day thing, I mean, when I'm teaching the classes, I always tell them like, when you get your CSM, you're the equivalent of a 16 year old that walks out of the DMV with their driver's license. It doesn't mean you're a good driver. It means you've met the bare minimum requirement to operate something you can hurt people. And Absolutely. To get good at this job is to do it a ton. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, when I went through it, I come from a very strong project management background and when I came into Agile, everybody hated project managers. And so I was always trying to hide that I had that background. But are you now looking for people that have both both sides of the house in their experience? Me personally, I think they always should have had both sides of the house. Okay. Uh, but how, when you really think about it, even though a scrum master is a servant leader, and maybe it wasn't as well-defined 10, 12, 15, 17 years ago as, as it is today and hasn't changed or it's changed, you know, it's changed a lot more, maybe the roles and responsibilities. Um, but you're still working, you're, you're still delivering a project at some point. Okay. And you really need to understand how to do that. There, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of skill behind that, that, that as a project manager, you learn, that's what you learn first. You, you, you learn the logistics and, and how to communicate. And I always found that's, that I would find scrum masters that did not have that skill. Yeah. And it was, and it was frustrating because that, that just meant that those responsibilities had to eventually fall on somebody else. Okay. So, so when I get asked about, you know, should I still get a PMP? I, I always explain to them that to me, that certification has immense value because I speak a language that the, the waterfall people I'm going to have to interact with speak. I know how that project delivery thing works, but if I'm, if I'm explaining the role of a scrum master some, to someone, I would explain what they deliver as their, their job is to deliver the high performing team. And it's the product owner's job to deliver the actual product. Are you, do you have a different take on that? 
No, and, and, and that's probably very fair, except, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm starting to feel that, that people are not appreciating um, just the role of a scrum master and just to, okay. just to deliver a high-performing team. Because at some point, so we, got, so we always have to remember this, right, that scrum is 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And, and scrum masters were really there to teach people how to deliver high-performing teams. Yeah, that's and that's that's a fair assessment. Okay, but at some point, even if you go to colleges now and universities, they're teaching agile, which means someday in in some culture, it might be in five years, ten years, fifteen years, everybody's going to walk out, and the norm is an agile environment. Yeah, I mean, I get so, people in class now that if they don't even know what waterfall is. That's right. That's right. And waterfall didn't even did not even exist the word until like 1973, 72, 70, something like that. It was just a way to describe the steps in a process. That's all it was. And it, there really wasn't any other way to deliver software back then. Okay. There was really one way. And then eventually new methodologies started to come out um, or frameworks. So how would you define the role of agile project manager in position against, you know, simply a scrum master or a traditional project manager. Like what's the, what's the difference there? I think it's a combination of being able to um, manage projects and understand how to communicate and understand how to, um, or understand budgets, understand okay. resourcing, but also have that true agile mindset. Understand that there's communication, understand that you're empowered to talk to the product owner and question whether we should be doing something okay, and teaching the team that. So the servant leadership, um, you know, the, I think more falls on the team now and the agile scrum master or the agile project manager, uh, their job really is to help manage and, and push that project through, but keep the agile mindset moving. Okay. So I'm, I'm really, really curious about this idea because it, I think it's it's a really interesting thread to to kind of question, and I have a lot of questions about it. And I'm just I'm going to pick at it a little bit, if that's okay, just because I want to try to understand. Where Absolutely. You're so um, I, I'm I'm looking at the presentation, the the slides from the presentation you gave today, and one of the lines in here says that that this person's role is to monitor corporate policies and make sure the project rules are followed. I can see where somebody would say like, that is not the job of anyone in the scrum master's job. They're there to help support the team, encourage them to be disciplined, have them find their own way to be self-organizing. And I'm wondering if that line flies in the face of ask the team, does that mean that they don't have authority to make decisions about how they work? It almost puts them in like a, like a PMO kind of process police position. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for big organizations, we're, we're going to have policies that, uh, that go across all teams. So one thing I try to tell teams is like, look, you're, you're self-organizing, come up with your team agreement. I think it's a great idea and do things the way you think you should do them. And okay. however, however you make that team work best. Right. But there are some things that we have to do consistently for engineering best practices, um, for metrics, certain metrics that we have to pull, so there are certain certain things and and artifacts that we need documentation. You know, it's really important that that we're documenting the same way. So this way, when if, if we're truly a, a cross-functional organization, then you should be able to go from one team to another and understand the documentation. 
So do you think it was naive to just go after defining the scrum master role the way that it was traditionally defined? No, I think that was great. You have to start somewhere. Okay. You know, and, and sticking to the true spirit of agility, we're always going to adapt and adjust. Okay. So, so the thing that I'm wanting to ask about now is like when I look at scale agile framework, um, Whenever I talk to Dean about safe, it makes total sense to me. When I talk to other people about it, it doesn't make as much sense to me. But when I look at it by myself, it just looks to me like there's Agile and they went and got all the project management and dragged it back into the room. Um, for specifically the same kind of thing, is just like there's this stuff that's happening in the company and we can't just pretend it's not there because we say we're Agile and wave our hands in a circle. Um, Absolutely. There's corporate policies, there's audits, there's documentation, there's all these other things that are part of how the companies run, and they're not going to just walk away from that so that your team can be self-organized. Correct. Do you think that that is a shift that's happening in Agile? Like as it's growing up, it's realizing, oh, we actually do have to go get a job now. Yeah, I think think it's self-correcting a little bit. I think we, you know, maybe when we started, we went way too far over to one side and now we're and now people are starting to realize okay let's let's shift a little bit over um you know a little, a little bit more towards the middle we have to meet in the middle somewhere i kind of feel like that i feel like you know th- this has to be a partisan thing it's it's not you know if you look on, on my slide it 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 shows project management on one side agile mindset on another yeah and and in the middle of these people arguing because i always felt that when i when i've spoken to people from pmi you know it was anti-agile it's pmp this is the way we do it and yeah. on the Scrum Alliance side, it's, you know, it, it always felt like it was a fight between Scrum Alliance and, and PMI. It was a fight and, inside my head. Right, right. Because <laughs> you know it. So you, you, you have the background of both, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a fight within, your, within yourself. It's, a, it's conflicting. But the truth is, and this is what I spoke at, at the um, event about, was just that I, I don't think this is, I, I think this is just the evolution of, of delivery of software or product, and it's funny. Okay. Were, were you, did you um, were you at the uh, Austin summit? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Did you hear? I, I liked what what Jeff Sutherland said about the only thing they they might have changed in the Agile Manifesto was not to call it software, but to call it product. Yeah. Because it's it's bigger now, right? It's it's not just software. This is really about this is really about organizations now becoming agile, um, and. And that was a very interesting um, statement because, you know, I, once again, I don't, I don't think they realized how big this would be. Yeah. Okay. Um, so with the people arguing in the middle, I want to ask you about this now, because um, I talk about this with people in class. You know, I, I explain like I, I can do both like traditional project management, which I, which I love and I can do agile, which I love, but I can't do both together because there's a complete separation of value systems to me. Like on the one side, if I'm a traditional project manager, when I did that professionally, I would wake up in the morning and my primary concern was the schedule. I had to meet the schedule. So I had resources, which included people at my, you know, I could deploy them any way I wanted as long as I got the thing done on scope and on time and theoretically in budget, even though it never worked out that way. But when I was a scrum master, when I would get up in the morning, my primary concern was the care and feeding of a team. And I always, I always explain it like, look, you serve one thing or you serve the other. You can't, you know, to, to serve both at the same time, it's like saying I'm Jewish and Catholic. Like you can't do, you can't be both. Your whole weekend screwed if you try to be both. <laughs> well, um, you Saturday and Sunday are taken up. Exactly. But, right. But, right. And I, I kind of think the other way. I kind of think you can do both. 
Okay. I, I really believe that you could wake up in the morning and say, okay, well, we have something that needs to be delivered by a certain time within a certain budget, but at the same time, why can't we say and ask the, 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 the very powerful question, is this delivering the right value to our customer? Because that's what it should be about. That's the agile mindset. So why, why can't we do both? Okay. That's, so that's a question does, I always have. Yeah. It, it does sort of require that people in their heads are going to have to have some kind of scale that helps them you know, balance that and be objective about it and not lean too far into one camp or the other because they're going to have to ride the middle. Yeah. And I think, that's, I think that's where agile coaches uh, really play a big part. Okay. So how would you describe the difference between uh, an agile project manager and a coach? I think the project, the agile project manager is working on the team. They're, they're part of the team. They're okay. one of the team members. And they're accountable for these deliverables, just like everybody else is on that team. Okay. Um, where the coach, uh, you know, they're, they're here to guide us. And sometimes they're, they're here to remind us of why we're here. Because okay. it's very easy to forget. And, you know, and, and hopefully that traditional coaching role, you know, so for me, I work on many teams or with many teams. And sometimes I work in parallel at three or four or five teams. Sometimes I concentrate on one team and, and really try to focus with, uh, on them and with them and, and kind of guide them. Um, but yeah, I think they're, they're two totally different skill sets okay. and responsibilities. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, I know you've done some work in putting this role into play, which I'm going to ask you about in a second, but kind of moving towards that, there's another part in your, in your presentation where you've got this line that says the scrum master will no longer be a permanent position on our teams. This role uh, is one that anybody could fulfill. And, and I've seen a lot of teams do that where they decide they're going to rotate the job of scrum master. And when I'm teaching the classes, I always argue against that because I found that when I did that role of scrum master, um, that part of what made it successful was establishing a personal relationship with each person on the team so that if they had a concern that they didn't want to bring up in front of everybody, that they could bring it to me and trust me to take care of it and find a way to service it without having it point back to them. And if, if we're constantly switching that job, does that dilute the sense of accountability for, you know, where the team's got somebody they can go to, somebody they can lean on when they need to? Like how no, does that work? I, I think to do this, you, you can't walk into an organization that has very low maturity uh, uh, or agile maturity. Okay. I, think, I think at some point, and you know, when we think about scrum masters, we're servant leaders. And servant leaders is a very old philosophy. And I believe in it. I, I really do. And I think, you know, we as leaders, um, as anybody, as just human beings, we should um, serve before we lead. And, and part of servant leadership is to teach others how to become servant leaders themselves. Okay. And so it, it, I think when you have a, a team or an organization that all of a sudden we say, okay, we don't need to, I'm going to use this word or just try to babysit them. I don't want to use it, but I, I yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but the team should, at some point we need to say, okay, we've, we've walked you through this. Yeah. We've shown, we've showed you what to do and how to do it. We've showed you, 
you know, one of our values is courage, right? To have the courage to talk, to speak up, to, to tell people how you really feel, to not be afraid to say something looks wrong, right? To, okay. to counter the product owner. Um, so at some point, we, we need to pull the rug out from everybody and say, you are all now the servant leaders. And when somebody new comes on the team, the team should be able to guide them yeah. and teach them the pro- through, through all of our processes. And then we have our agile project manager who will walk through specific processes of what, whether it's, once again, the agile, uh, engineering best practices or how we do things and deliver things or whatever. Um, but it should be the team that, that takes that role of servant leadership on. I think it's very powerful if you do that. And I think you, you will see people feeling more, even more empowered because everybody, very strange, right? Everybody's, everybody looks up to a scrum master, like they're, you know, they're running the team, but they're not right. We're, we're, we basically don't do any management whatsoever as a scrum master, but it doesn't matter. People still look at you like, you know, in a, in a stand up in a team that's not that mature, you know everybody looks at the scrum master first, right? And and when they talk about things that they they worked on yesterday, today, and and any blockers, they're constantly looking at the scrum master, right? And that's the last thing they should do. We should yeah. they should pretend we're not even in the room. Um, so I think once you give this power to the team, you know it it reminds them that, you know, and one of the things I would say to them is like we're we're doing this because of you because you succeeded. Yeah. Because you grew as as a team, and now we're able to give this back to you. Okay. So so you used the word babysit a few minutes ago, and you seemed kind of nervous about using it, but I'm really glad that you used it because it made a lot of things click into place for me. All um, right. I talk about being a scrum master with the, with the team. Is it's often like you're in charge of a group of 17-year-olds, and you want to be able <laughs> to for the weekend and hope that they don't destroy the china cabinet. But sometimes they have a kegger and stuff goes sideways. Um, but you, you're you're trying to teach them to fix their own problems, to to, to find their own things to correct, to, to be leading themselves, and and that kind of points to this level of maturity. So I'm, I'm guessing that you wouldn't recommend this to a company that is just coming out of waterfall, decides we're going to switch to Scrum and now we can have an agile project manager instead of a Scrum master, but we don't even understand. No about it like they'd have to be pretty far down the path to be able to move to this this level of engagement that you're talking about well i think i think giving servant leadership to the teams and having an agile project manager might be two different things um i think i think a scrum master needs to so at the at the pmi event i was asked do you think we should get certified as a scrum master and you know the truth is I don't know. You know if you want You're to be supposed a, to say yes, you should take the. I know I'm supposed to say yes, but the truth is, it's if you want to, if you, if you want to learn that, and you should. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was what I told everybody was if if you're coming from the Scrum Alliance side, you really need to sit back and say, hey, I need to understand. I I need to understand how it is to be a project manager and, and some yeah. of the things they need to do because companies are looking for for more now, and if you're on if you're on the other side, if, if you were a traditional project manager, you need to understand the agile mindset because it's not that it's one way or the other. It's agile is here. It's not going away. It's, it's our next iteration in software development. Yeah. And it, it is the norm. I read this article the other day and they talked about, you know, normal software development, meaning waterfall. Uh, I think if you just took the word waterfall out and just talked about software development, 
it, everything is agile. Even waterfall development now is agile. Yeah. Because we're, we're still iterating. You know, yeah. so there, there's no more five-year projects, three-year projects, 18-month projects where nobody inspects and adapts in the middle of it. Yeah. So so I, I, I want to kind of climb on the back of what you just said a minute ago about, you know, whether you, if you come from a Scrum Alliance background, you have to learn the other. If you come from traditional, you've got to learn about Agile. Um, the thing that I would like to add to that is that yes, and it's not enough to just take a class. Like for me, somebody who's deeply steeped in agile to take a PMP training class and pass that exam, that doesn't, it's not the same thing as working as a project manager, as having to deal with somebody who wants to talk about earned value and figure out all that other project manager stuff and create, you know, all the different chartering documents and, and deal with the pressures of that job. I think to, to really get it, you have to go do the job. Yeah. Like anything in life, right? The, the best way to learn anything is to, is to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's the same thing with, with, with Scrum, right? So I look, at, I look at Scrum Alliance like, all right, you can take the two-day course, and all that is is opening the door. So you could say, yeah. what do I want to do now? Right? That's all it's doing. Now you have, you could go on scrumalliance.org and, you know, look at their information. You could be part of the, the forums and this and that. And then all of a sudden you start to realize, well, you know, maybe I want to lean towards product owner and coaching and training or, you know, but, you know, it, it, it shows you what you really want to do. It, it, yeah. it helps you, it helps guide you there. And it takes a long time. And I, and I'm really happy that the certifications are becoming um, more, more rigid with, uh, with Scrum Alliance and yeah. the ability to get your CTC and your CEC and things like that, they're becoming harder. Yeah. And I'm glad because that, you know, one of the questions, right, on your CTC or CEC is, you know, what does it mean to you to get the certification? And to me, yeah. it means that when somebody sees that, they know that I earned this, I've done the work, and I put the time in to do this. And been recognized by your peers as having this level of skill. Absolutely. And right. And that's the biggest thing. Your peers are, are the ones that are, are looking at you and saying yes or no. Right. And it's, you know, it's uh and it's nerve wracking when it is, when it's your peers, cause you, you, you always want to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's tough for a lot of people that are getting started who want to just like jump right into it. It's like, well, yeah, but you got to go, you know, put in the time first. You can't just come in and be a coach. You got to go do the job to be able to you talk to do the job. That's right. Well, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I mentor people. Um, and you know, it's one person I'm, I'm mentoring right now. They, they're coming from the project management side and they're like, well, I want to be a scrum master. And I said to them, I said, look, I could, I could teach you the, the basics. You could basically read the scrum guide and there might be some organizations out there that will hire, hire you if you just use the lingo. And, but at the end of the day, you won't produce, you know, you have to just do it. And yeah. You know, so I, you know, my advice to them was just jump into it, you know, but be honest, be honest with the company. Yeah. And, and I would also, I mean, if you were trying to get a job to learn about it, I'd be a little bit hesitant maybe if the company didn't understand it. That was, that was one of the things, maybe I'll jump to this question and then come back to the experience of switching to agile project managers. But um, when it comes to hiring somebody or finding somebody with skills and qualifications, like how do you assess that? Um, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I used to say, if I hear anybody read verbatim from the scrum guide, I'd not hire them. And it just, you know, it just made me feel uncomfortable. Um, 
you know, I was just like, okay, you know, once I had again. the same thing when, when all they could do is quote other authors. I'm like, I don't care about them. I already read their books too. What do you think? Right, right. 100%, you know, and, and, you know, and, and we could ask the questions about, you know, their experience. What would, what would they do in, in this situation? You know, it's, it's, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I, I think it's, you know, their, their emotional intelligence skills, you know, nobody, nobody has these skills anymore. It's, it's amazing. Um, you know, and, and you, you try to feel them out and you try to, you, you try to vibe them out. But I look for people that understand projects and understand the importance of delivering projects okay. and the importance of a deadline. Like, like the truth is I'm not supposed to look at that, but we, there are going to be deadlines yeah. and that's okay. You know, no matter where you are, there's going to be a deadline for something. Yeah. And the only thing you have to look at a, di- a little differently now is, well, how do we negotiate and do I have the courage to negotiate? Right? Do I do I do I just not sit there and say to somebody, okay, well, you want it by this time? Okay, we're going to deliver it and let everybody work, you know, weekends and you know, twelve-hour days, so that we deliver it and put out really crappy code because that's exactly what happens. So this is really a really important factor too, I think, because coming like I've always explained the job of project manager is my job is to take a bag of oranges to the stomach every day. Like I go in and get yelled at. I have these negotiation conversations. I get my head cut so that the team is is protected from that stuff. But in Agile, it's it's like we want to create safety for that those conversations to not be something the team anybody on the Scrum team has to worry about. But you are still going to have to worry about them. Somebody's going to have to have them. Yeah, well, the the back of the team, yeah, absolutely. And but at that point, I think we there's a couple of people that should be doing that maybe. And if the team is mature enough, they should feel comfortable and confident to speak up. And and the only reason why we say no more scrum master, the servant leadership is going to you, the team, yeah. is because we we've seen you in action. We've seen you um, say that you cannot do something. You know, yeah. when I hear somebody say I can't do something, I love it, but I want to understand why. I want them to tell us why, and I want them to to talk to us. How can we get to that desirable outcome in a different way? And when you start hearing things like that, that's you know, th- those are like the limits tests that that you start saying, okay, this this is a mature team. Yeah, you know, these people can do it. But you should always, you know, I mean, maybe the coach is there. Um, maybe the actual project manager is maybe just more mature. Maybe they're, they are scrum masters that are, are now agile project managers. So they're, they're the fallback. Okay. But they shouldn't, but the idea is for them not to have that as a full-time job. Yeah. Not to be like a crutch. I, I the thing that I was thinking of, and I don't think it came out right was that when I was studying project management, when I was, you know, still going through the process of learning things and then finding places to test them out, studying different negotiation tactics, studying emotional intelligence, studying body language. I mean, that was part of what I was, I felt like my peers were expecting me to know this stuff. And I would love for all the scrum masters and all the product owners to study that stuff. But I don't think they approach it with the same, like same thing. Like as a PM, it was like, I have a utility belt and there's an empty loop on it. I got to go figure out the thing that's supposed to be there. Oh, that's negotiation. I got to go learn how to do that now. Um, Right. I don't feel like that has the same overt emphasis in, in Scrum. No, it doesn't. And I think, um, I think this is going to start being driven by the organizations that they're going to be asking for more. Okay. You know, and I, I think it's, it's a fair assessment to say that as we keep going, 
organizations are going to get smarter and they're going to start understanding agile and what to look for and what's not there and what's missing. Uh, Because 10 years ago, I could tell you as a scrum master, um, it wasn't that hard sometimes to sit there and, you know, facilitate the ceremonies and come up with some reports and guide people and, you know, teach them. And it was a very relaxing job. Yeah, it was a nice break after project management. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Nobody's yelling at you all day yeah. because they're scared to yell at you. You know, they're yeah. like, well, he's doing his job. It's, it's like a kumbaya exactly. thing. You know, yeah. that's how it's done. Well, guess what? It's not, <laughs> you know, it's, we still have to be accountable for something. And, and I think it's just evolving, you okay. know, and, 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 and I think it's going to continually evolve. Right. That's that's the, the whole point of everything we do. It's, it's always going to move forward and, and change a little bit. So, so you went through the process of, of switching over to this in, at, in, with the groups that you're working with, right? Yeah. So what, can you talk, just comment briefly on that or maybe some lessons learned from that experience? Um, well, you, you just had to be prepared because people will be scared and you know, you got to be prepared, be prepared for people to jump ship because maybe you know, and that's when you really find out the skill set of your scrum master. Okay. Because, you know, you might have a scrum master that just jumps ship because they don't want to take on more yeah. responsibility. You know, and, and that's, that's, that's discerning. That, that's hard to hear because, you know, we do well for them. We're, we're there. We're there for, for their support. We're, we're always there to help them. And... For them to say, I don't want to do anything other than facilitate, facilitate these ceremonies and, and spit out these reports. Well, okay. Well, then that maybe this is not the right place for you. And there's, there's probably another company that will, that, that will have you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Like in, in, we all go through that in, in our career at times. But you have to be prepared for that. And you have to be prepared for me, people to misconstrue what you're saying. You know, it's it's... Um, you're not reorging and we're not doing a new transformation. You know, I, I, I always hate when people say that we're, we're doing a new transformation. I always tell people you're not doing a new transformation. You're just iterating on your transformation. Yeah. That's all <laughs> you're I, doing. I, I can see where people would be so, um, and they, they could interpret it as you're moving away from agile. Yeah. No, we're, we're actually going deeper into agile. Yeah. You know, think about agile. Think about agile. And I have this on my slide, right? Right. We talk about practical wisdom. We talk about, um, you know, in the agile manifesto, team structure, the best architectures, um, requirements, and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. Like these are the things we we're going towards. You know, it's it, it's important that we grow. Yeah. You know, and growing doesn't mean we do the same thing every day. Growing means we're we're going to continue to evolve and and change things around us. And do things do things in a, in a better way, maybe, or in a different way. Wow! You know, so yeah, I don't say we're going away from Scrum or Agile. You know, we're, I, I you know I think we're we're just going that much deeper into it. You're going to give up your whole weekend. That's it. Synagogue on That's Saturday, it. church on Sunday. That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with this. That's Which okay. Very spiritual. <laughs> Um, well, this is, I get I, more days off that way, right? Yeah, <laughs> Two that's, that's true. Yeah, this is. I'm I'm really excited that we got to have this conversation because I came into it when I first saw the listing about the talk. I was like, oh god, you know what? Here's another guy talking about 
agile project managers, it's not a thing, but the way you've defined it, I think it is, it is a thing. And it's exciting to see that there's a place for both sides to kind of come together. And people like me who have that background, it's like my, all my years of project management experience, my master's degree and that stuff, it actually has play. Um, and it's an, I consider it to be a really important thing, but I would love for the rest of the world to see that it's a valuable thing too. No, they have to. And, and this is really important. And what, what makes me think it's important is that this is my second uh, engagement with PMI. And they asked me to come back because their, their community is very interested, but they're also yeah. very scared. And I hear it. I hear it in their questions. They yeah. are nervous. If, if we do not move over to agile, are we going to be out of jobs? The truth is no. What you need to do is you need to learn both. Yeah. You, know, you need to balance this because then you will be more valuable. Yeah, a much better. And, it, and that, that takes them to the level, like I always felt like the, the project managers that stuck with it and were really good at it, it wasn't like a job. It was like a craft that you practice and you keep tuning and you keep learning more things and finding other things to explore that from outside to bring in. And this is just one more thing. That's right. And you, know, you, you touched on before, you know, like, you know, on, on the scrum side, you know, we don't teach about um, emotional intelligence and things like that. You know, these skill sets that, that on the PMI side, they do. Yeah. Um, but, but one, I think people on the, on the scrum side, you have to be accountable for your own life, your own world, your, you know, your own world of learning. I pick a book. I, re I read a book a month. I, tr I try to read a book a month. I try to maybe hit two if I can. Um, but like pick up emotional intelligence 2.0. It's a great book. You'll learn yeah. a lot. You don't have to take a class for $800. It's, it's fine. <laughs> you know, just read and, and have a job where you can test those things out. That to me was a treat your comp your job like a lab. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't, you don't have to ask permission, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think somebody would get mad if you did something for the right reasons, empirical wisdom, right? You will do the right thing yeah. when, when, right. It's, it's very simple. It, it's such simple concepts, so hard for people to, to really divulge them and, and, and break them down in their head for some reason. I don't understand. It really is. To me, it's, it's, it's more simple than anything else. Yeah. This is awesome, man. So if, if people want to get in touch with you with follow-up questions, what's the best way to reach you? Um, so yeah, anybody can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. And yeah, that's it. And you can okay. you could ask anything. And, and I do accept, uh, I, I do mentor people. So if anybody wants to talk about anything that they're, they're doing at the job and, he, and they want any help or guidance, I'm always there. This is awesome, man. I really appreciate you doing this and I'm excited about this topic. So thank you for taking time for this. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you.